This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. BFM 89.9845, and uh, you're with me, Julian Ng, as well as Joyce Go. Uh, Joyce, this PTPN, uh, PTPTM repayment scheme is uh, very emotional, uh, striking a very emotional chord. We have a lot of tweets coming mm. in. Yeah, so we have one coming on from uh, Leon Wales, who says that, you know, the issue is not about borrowers not paying back. It's the new scheme and mechanism. It's high, and the focus is on good paymasters and the ones who pay religiously on a monthly basis. So yeah, I guess it's true, you know, it's like you're paying your fine as well. Sometimes, you know, when you pay your fine, if you wait, you don't pay your fine. Sometimes they give you a discount. So some people say uh, exactly. that. Exactly. You know, yeah. And uh, we also have another yeah. one from uh, Curious City who tweeted in and saying that uh, PTPTN loaners are forced to borrow because they are denied placements in local public universities. So mm-hmm. uh, that uh, makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, looking into some of the business news, uh, big news, Huawei's CFO has been arrested uh, at the request of the US. And this, of course, uh, ch- makes China really up in arms. Uh, CFO and deputy chairwoman Wan uh, Wang Zhou was arrested in Canada over potential violations of US sanctions on Iran. Uh, the CFO is also deputy chairwoman and daughter of the Huawei we found her uh, Ren Zhengfei. That's right. So Ming Wangzhou was arrested on December 1st, but the news only came out yesterday. And the US Department of Justice in April opened an investigation into whether Huawei sold gear to Iran despite sanctions on exports to the region. So uh, we all know about the common names like Apple and um, Samsung. The Huawei is also a very big player in the telecom sector. They not only smell, uh, sell smartphones, uh, which I'm sure a lot of us have, uh, but they also sell equipment and gear um, supplying across uh, North America. Uh, it's a huge company. Uh, they made about $87 billion in sales in 2017. Mm. Uh, this compares well with Google's thirteen, uh, sorry, um, $100 billion as well as Apple's $230 billion. Yeah, actually, Huawei by far is China's most global technology company with operations spanning Africa, Europe and Asia. So, you know, Ming's arrest might be regarded as an attack on one of China's foremost corporate champions and also will further implicate, um, I mean, further complicate things that are ongoing right now between US and China. Joyce, we've, we've also been talking about the temporary ceasefire in trade mm-hmm. uh, between US and China, mm-hmm. which are obviously the two biggest economies in the world. Uh, but this arrest is likely to exacerbate the tensions between uh, President Donald Trump and Xi Jinping. And this tension has always been around because the US have always had a distrust about China are very eager to keep uh, the secrets and very sensitive to uh, security breaches and so on. Yeah, so Chinese technology has been a particularly, uh, it's been a point of contention for the US president who has justified imposing tariffs on Chinese imports with allegations of uh, intellectual property theft by Chinese companies. So the question here is how bad would this impact these trade negotiations we'll just have to wait yeah and that's see that's a lot time. of hacking you know there's a lot of ah. hacking involved in the online world and apparently a lot of it is coming from china so the question is whether this is going to be the uh, new uh, proxy war right it's no mm. longer about uh, carrying guns and going into the fields but uh technology yeah. is going to be the, the new arms race mm-hmm. um and and the the u.s has been extremely wary of uh, too much 
foreign technology in their vital communications. Yes, yeah, so U.S. government officials and industry executives have long harbored suspicions that Huawei works primarily for Chinese government interests. I think uh, in a report released by the U.S. Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence in 2012, Huawei and ZTE Corp were tagged as potential threats to U.S. security interests. And the report also questioned Huawei's ties with the Communist Party. And I guess after multiple interviews, including a sit-down with Ren himself, as the founder, they concluded that Huawei failed to properly explain the relationship. 849 and uh, Tabung Haji continues to be on the headlines uh, where uh, they're now scrutinizing investments in Indonesia. Yeah, so we have news. I mean, after filing police reports against his former leadership and being signaled out in the AG's report for failing to record impairments of 228 million ringgit, Tabung Haji is in the news again today. Today, the latest is that it's been reported that they are taking a closer look at its its investment in a 52% in True Rich Resources. Truerich owns some 42,000 hectares of all palm plantations in Indonesia. Uh, interestingly, the news articles highlight that the identity of the vendor of True Ridge uh, is unclear, mm. suggesting uh, and asking the question of whether there were any um, under the t- whether everything was above board, right? Uh, and Tabung Haji and FGV Holdings bought uh, True Ridge for 600 million uh, in. 2009 and mm-hmm. in the process they incurred about 700 million in debt uh, that's I, I don't know whether whether that's sound financial yeah. management. I mean, we're talking about having the PTPN borrowers to repay their loans. Uh, this is borrowing 700 million to buy assets that are worth 600 million, which today uh, we are unsure of its value. No, they're paying 600 million ringgit for debts over 700 million ringgit. I, I don't get that. But then again, also looking at True Rich's uh, performance, they've been losing money for at least the five years leading up to 2016. This is based on data on RAM credit information and a True Rich's worst net loss occurred in FY 2013 when it lost some 56 million ringgit. So we also have been saying that Tabung Haji has been on a net liabilities. Uh, mm. That means their liabilities are more than the assets and mm. that is not a good thing for going concern uh, for companies. And the law prevents them from paying out dividends if uh, that situation arises. Mm. Looking at the past few years of Tabung Haji dividends, 4.5% in 2017, uh, around 4 to 5% in the last few years but early, in the earlier years, in 2013-2014, they were paying around 6% uh, and above dividends. I'm just wondering if this will affect their main role to fund a pilgrimage for Muslims to Mecca. Yeah, and according to sources speaking to The Edge, Tabung Haji and FGV will likely have to write down their investments with uh, police reports expected to be lodged as well. And uh, in July, it was reported that Tabung Haji planned to acquire FGV's stake in True Rich, but that plan was left hanging after Barasa National's GE uh, defeat. And um, looking at Tabung Haji's stake in uh, True Rich, that could be assets uh, that could be bought out by that special vehicle uh, that they're looking at to That's turn right. around um, the Hutch Fund's uh, business, um, the, the Hutch Fund, should this should that whole special vehicle plan go ahead. In another news, Felda also begins uh, asset disposal to cut down their debts uh, and they are selling all the non-strategic assets. Yeah, so this is, um, they commence non sales of non-strategic assets to accommodate its liabilities. This is according to Felda's chairman, Tantri Magat Zaharuddin Magat Mohamad Noor, speaking on the sidelines at College Yayasan Felda's convocation yesterday. And I think in September, Felda announced the disposal 
disposal of its assets totaling 2.2 billion ringgit and was expected to cut its debt to 6.5 billion ringgit by year end. They're so also supposed to come up with a white paper, Joyce. Uh, yeah, we're expecting that to come out uh, December 10th. That's on Monday. Also, there's news that, you know, with asset disposal, Felda would be on track to become profitable again and to turn around in at least the next two years. Yeah, looking forward to that mm. white paper, which is supposed to uh, detail plans to revive uh, Felda's uh, business uh, uh, model going forward. Um, in other news, uh, Gamuda MD agrees that the MRT is too luxurious, uh, but said that this is what the previous government wanted. Yes, yeah, so this is according to Gamuda's MD, Dato Lin Yungling, has stated that he agreed with the Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir's uh, statement saying that the cost for the MRT was too high for a project that would only see 130,000 passengers using it and only see full ridership in 20 to 30 years' time. Well, I don't know what is meant by uh, luxuriousness, but, uh, you know, the, the very expensive projects. Uh, the question is whether the cost consultations were done properly and mm. whether we overpaid for this. Mm-hmm. But uh, these, Whether uh, there were leakages or anything. You know, the, yeah. M, the M in MRT is a mass, right? So it's supposed to transport large numbers of people. And this is about planning, planning for transportation for, for our future, right? So that our cities and our roads won't become too congested. If you look at the experience of the Putra LRT line, uh, that took about 20 years to reach a ridership of about 250,000 a day. I started off with 50,000 riders. Uh, for the MRT Sungai Bulo Kajang, uh, which I use a lot, right, mm. that line, uh, it's currently carrying about 130,000 passengers um, and the break-even point is 250,000. So if you think in terms of the long term and in terms of decades, um, we are already at half of uh, the 250,000 break-even that's required. So I'm not sure. I'm, I, I don't understand what it's meant by it's, be, it's, it's too luxurious. Maybe it's the cost. But, but then again, Julian, why do you think a lot of people are not taking the MRT? Because we're supposed to hit 250,000. We only have over 100,000 it's, it's passengers lot. It's, per it's, day. It's, it's half of but the I target. But I still feel it's, there's a connection. It's 130,000 yeah. people are not driving every day. And, and with the government uh, coming up with that 100 ringgit uh, un- unlimited ride, I think that's expected to boost it up but further. I think we can go a lot more. I, I feel like a lot of, I mean, a lot more people out there want to take the public transportation, but it's because of connectivity, the last mile issue. It's, you know, the, the way for me bicycles, to go, bicycle, uh, walking, yeah. jogging, and ride sharing, right? Those are some of the options. But I agree with you. I think the buses need to be more efficient in connectivity to and the And timing and, and more information. Yeah, but Joyce, that, that's, mm-hmm. this, that's this other interesting um, news as well. Uh, the third national car um, uh. An R&D grant will be given to them. And uh, this is the other thing that I don't understand. I mean, you're, you're supposed to take people off the roads to use public <laughs> transportation. Um, yeah. The other thing is that uh, would we have the required critical mass to support the third national cars? Yeah, so you have this news coming up from uh, the entrepreneurial dip- Development Minister uh, Datuk Sri Muhammad Rezwan Yusof Prime Minister, saying that Prime Minister Tun Dr Mahathir will be announcing these grants but did not disclose the amount, ma- amount of these grants. Well, uh, Rezwan is also notes that there has been strong interest in the new national car project from the private sector. Okay, but uh, if you look at the biggest car producers in the world, you're talking about four to five million cars production a, a year and Proton, which has been around for a few decades, uh, mm. they're only producing less than half a million cars a year. Yeah, so, they definitely need to get there. I still remember their power windows. Get their right? act together yeah. and get 
that story uh, together. Um, the next news we have is that Sapura Energy, uh, good news for them, they have backed a three billion contract in India. Yeah, so the group said in a statement that Sapura Energy, uh, via its wholly owned Sapura Fabrications, 48% stake in the consortium translates to about a 1.5 billion ringgit in contract value for Sapura Energy. This is the contract, the latest contract that they've uh, bagged. And apart from Sapura Fabrications, the consortium is made out of uh, AFCON's infrastructure, the construction arm of Indian Engineering and uh, also another construction conglomerate. This is actually for the so-called EPCIC Works, uh, which stands for Engineering Procurement Installation and Commissioning. And this is for a central processing platform and living quarters uh, for a block located offshore to uh, what's called the Godavari Delta on the east coast of India. So uh, very good news in a time of very volatile oil prices. In, fa- in fact, uh, oil prices have been uh, very volatile over the past few years. And, and also because uh, Sapra Energy has been uh, booked losses. So whether or not this new contract will help turn around their earnings would be something to watch out for because Sapra Energy had narrowed its net loss by over 88% in the third quarter. This was led by a higher top line and a net foreign exchange gain of about 56 million ringgit. So they booked in a net loss of about 31 million ringgit in the recent quarter. And Sapura Energy uh, commenting on the prospects said that the oil and gas industry's rising capital spending and resurgence in activities are expected to fuel the group's uh, uh, growth moving forward. Of course, we look forward to what the OPEC meeting would say Mm. uh, and, and of course, Donald Trump's response in regards to output cut uh, in the oil industry. Um, We'll be coming up uh, with uh, the happenings at the stock market after the 9 a.m. news, BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.